0: Adam, I think it's worth talking about The Elephant in the Room. We missed two episodes. We missed two episodes. And I wanted to... We did. I want to, I want to talk about, a little bit about this because at first I was like, you know, do we just not address it, not mention it? But I think it's important because it was a health issue, right? And I was, yeah. I was very tempted to just, like, let's just push through. Let's make sure we don't miss any episode. Like I remember we we had a call and I'm like, I can do it. I can do the recording. And you're like... I don't think that's that's not a good idea, right? In retrospect, I'm really, really glad that we just took the two weeks to just chill. Um, Allowed me to get better. I'm doing much better now. Thank you for asking everybody to express some concern over that. I think it's important to make sure you're taking care of yourself at your work. Take the time you need to rest. Uh, Take time off from your hobbies. Like It's all going to be there when you get back. Yes. And uh, so I felt like, you know what? Let's let's kick this off as, and just just talk about it. Let's just talk about that, you know? <laughs> yeah, because
1: it's important. And you know, it's it's, it's funny you, you bring it up. Not funny, but yeah, you're right. We need to dress our health. We need to take care of our health. I mean, hell, I used to be a big smoker. I still love to cheat once in a while, but oh, I loved them. And it's funny. I I personally went through a big, like, not a big anything really. I just went through a checkup. I'm 48. Got to go get my checkup. I did all the. Bloods and drawings and tested everything. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm good and I'm very happy about that, except I gotta lose a little weight. But um It's fine. My doctor says to me, She's you know your problem is you gotta lose weight.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Oh, really? Shocker. Oh my
1: god, I thought I I I was was
0: storing up fat for the winter. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I was a bear.
1: She said it, she kind of whispered it to me too, like it was a secret. Yeah, now you tell me. Yeah. Oh my God, that explains why my shirts are so big. Um. As though you buy them
0: small and as you eat, they just grow in size. They just grow into them. Wow, this shirt got Uh. huge. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know what? in all seriousness, yes. Especially you know, as we get older, we gotta take care of our health. We gotta watch, go to the doctor every year. I hate
0: my doctor. I hate doctors in general.
1: I hate. <laughs> like
0: we should find another all. one. If it's just a general broad sweeping, okay, I can understand. Oh, it's me. a
1: total broad sweep of hatred towards the medical profession. And ironically enough, my I'm like wife runs a hospital. <laughs> I was Like
0: wait a minute. Uh, hopefully she doesn't watch the show. Like this would be bad. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she doesn't watch the show. She doesn't care about what I do. Oh my gosh. But yeah, but but everyone out there, please take care of your health. Uh that that's both physical and mental health. If you need a yes. break, take it. It's it's all connected. It's all connected. So please take care of yourself. It will be back. It will be there when you get back. And actually, and when you get back from taking the time you need, you'll be like, wow, this actually didn't burn down like I thought. Like you'd be surprised. Like it's gonna be okay. But highly encourage you to do that. <laughs> so there's our
1: and see and see your doctor once a year yes get all your checks and fluids and stuff and oil levels prevention
0: I mean, is the early catch of anything I mean that's very important that's the ticket That's the ticket right there. Well anyways that's um yeah, that's what's been going on I, I appreciate all the support everyone as well but we're back we're back another episode another month back to demo jockeys we're uh, picking up doing discovery. This month, let's see if I can hold this one up properly. Let's see if we can do the. There we go. There's the double book. Yay. <laughs> Doing discovery by Peter. Doing Peter, discovery. Peter Cohen, this big thick textbook. Adam and I are going to be talking about here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll get through. Uh, talk about our favorite parts about the book. How to actually read the book. Everything. It's going to be a very exciting interview. And then, I mean, the nice thing about us starting a little bit late, maybe, is you get to the the guest interview fast, right? right so we're gonna have peter cohen actually on the show for the last two weeks of the month which yes it's weird it's february it's normally impossible to have a five-week month except on a leap year and we publish episodes on thursdays this leap year the thursday is the first and 29th of the month this is a five-week february so weird
1: (laughs) yeah it really is i mean like Vegas odds high uh, or low whatever but um yeah I mean I'm looking at the calendar right now and I still just kind of yeah. I, I hate I hate leap years yeah. anyway the, but
0: the fourth and fifth fifth Thursday of this month of February <laughs> will be our yeah. interview with Peter Cohen it's going to be fantastic I'm looking forward to the conversation uh but uh yeah let's hop right on in let's go start talking about the book
1: How do you approach this
0: book and how do you read this book? It's so small. (laughs) It's not. This book is like, what, if I flip to the last, 384 pages. Of course, that page is blank. So 383 pages. This is a big book. (laughs) Big boy book. Big girl book. Yes. (laughs) But it's also like if you flip through it, which you should pick it up, by the way. If you haven't picked it up yet, definitely pick this one up. I think it's worth going through. It doesn't look like a normal book as you flip through it. There's a lot of like grayed out, highlighted areas. There's a lot of pages that look like this. If you're looking on the video, you can see what I mean, where it's just a page going through a checklist of the process, progress of where we've gotten through so far. You can't, if you sit down and just try to read this cover to cover, I think you're going to be very disappointed. So, how do you approach this book?
1: I approached it like a textbook.
0: Okay, explain. This is
1: the, the doing discovery. Approaching this like a textbook. Um, how I, I how I literally do this is if you as you read through each section, and I don't even want to say chapter. I like to say section in this book. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it in the case of okay, great. I'm getting explained something. I'm learning a concept. I'm learning it in great detail. Then I'm going to do an exercise. And I recommend actually doing the exercise and and committing yourself, putting a piece of paper. But now notice how I'm talking about having a piece of paper next to you, a notebook. Think back to when you were in high school, when you were in college, uh, and you had a textbook and you were, well, if you're old like Jack and I, you had a textbook and you had a pen and paper and you were taking notes from it. You were engaging with it, following the lesson, Mm -hmm. and putting it down and walking away from it. It's not something I'm going to sit down with a cup of tea and, and to be frank, enjoy reading. It's something I'm going to sit down and get something out of it. Yeah. And I honestly, this is something that I want to talk to about Peter with because to me, this is was his intent. He wasn't trying to make you feel warm and good and fluffy with this. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And then in a year, you're going to run back to this book and you're going to flip to a certain section because you know it had that certain piece of information. And then two years from now, you're going to run back and do the same thing. And then the third year, you're going to buy the updated version.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what this book... Is. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I actually had that moment already because I was... Um, I had, I was having a conversation with someone and it sparked something I remember reading in here and I was like, okay, where was it on that one page? And you find that one example or the story. There's ch- It's chock full of stories as well, just examples of times when it's worked right. and when it hasn't and um, or when a, a reverse approach didn't work, I should say. And, like, yes. oh, there it is. There's, there's the story in this little gray box here and you go through and read that. And, oh, it's, so I... Take a picture and send it to um, my coworker and say, "Here, look this. This is this is the example. This is kind of what we're trying to do." And it's it's the it's it's the little anecdotes. It's the little pieces you're going to come back to. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: it's and that's and that's really the. I mean, and there's great piece other pieces about it. Like in particular as in, just kind of maybe a continuing example of that, I actually wrote in the book Cheat Sheet, and this was on page 145, and it was discovery documentation and discovery documents. And as an SC, just, I mean, like every job I've ever had as an SC, knowing the company, the size, the geography, the all, all of the details around it, the CRM system, the products, history, discovery, like just the, I, I felt like this was a way to say, just structure your discovery this way and you're going to have a lot more success. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I I think a lot of what I got out of the book was especially being 10 years into my sales career was not so much. What is discovery was more of, is there a better way of doing it than what I've been doing? Is there a different structure that I could be using versus the structure I'm using now? and i agree i actually uh, i didn't i didn't note that page down but i do remember specifically reading through this section on how to kind of get the, what's the proper order of doing discovery with your questions right which this approach the approach that he takes in the book is one i actually would love to kind of talk a little bit about a bit about because i'd never really thought about it before he goes through the point of talking about opening with something that's or starting with the things that are pretty easy before you get to the things that are more complex which is not really an approach I'd really heard many people talk about the idea being that if you're asking someone first something like what's what's the most you know important piece that your team lacks the ability to do around retaining your employees when there is an incident of sexual harassment like That question, while it might be important, deep. That's not your opening. If you last ask your opening question, the person's going to go, um, uh, potato. I I, (laughs) I probably have an answer, but it's going to take my brain a while to get there. Versus asking, what's your role? What's your what's your role at the company? Because a lot of people may have your title, but what's what's your specific role? What's the thing you were hired to do? What's the accomplishments nice. that you've done so far? You answer with things that get people to open up, things that can answer easily before you move on to the more complex things, the things that you're going to start to align to what you're going to show them next. Your demonstration, and I never really thought of that because I know it has my had my list of questions. In fact, I was probably and not proud. I was guilty of doing the exact opposite. I want to ask my heavy hitter questions first. I want to make sure we don't run out of time before we get to them. <laughs>
1: I love how you said that too. I, gotta, I can't run out of time. I don't, I don't want <laughs> If I run out
0: of time before I get the answer to this question, I can't we're prep this just, thing in the demo. I, we're we're on it, but we're screwed. But the yeah. the very getting someone to warm up to get you there is very important, and that's, that was that for me was a big takeaway from kind of reading through yeah. uh, this book in particular.
1: Well, I mean, and I, I think if you think about all the stuff we've read and all the ideas, too, I think that general sports supports the idea of building relationships, help close deals, Absolutely. help win business. yeah. And that's just, again, this is kind of drilling into the micro piece of, of starting with the soft questions to actually establish that relationship, which will in turn make harder questions to ask a lot easier, getting to your goal, in turn getting effective discovery.
0: Yeah. And I mean... The most difficult thing that I see, especially about people starting off in sales, is how do you do discovery and not make it feel like an interrogation? Yeah, right. Because it's not okay. Here is my first question, and you ask the first question, great. All right, second question. <laughs> like in the, okay, like what what are, what are we doing here? Why are we asking these questions so, like rapid fire and so I don't know, um, one right after the other like that? Why aren't we taking the time instead to make sure? we're having this conversation and starting with easier questions like talk to me about what you do here like what's what have been the most important projects you've had going on that's that's almost just a get to know you question but it's still a discovery question and so you're kind of easing someone if you start with kind of the easier things and move towards the more difficult that's the way a normal conversation would go anyways so you're you're making them feel less like you're giving them an interrogation and more that you actually do care about them as a person which I really hope you do because you should (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's it's funny you say that too cuz think about this from the natural comparison of conversation. You ever you ever walk up to somebody, you know, or even somebody you don't know well or you're starting to talk to a stranger, even in the airport, sitting next to somebody, and you just kind of start making small talk and they just open up about their life oh. story to you.
0: Oh my god. That's why I <laughs> I, I of, so am so afraid of talking to anyone when I travel. I'm like <laughs> I want to like heh. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's funny. And then we both leave it yeah. alone. That's like, please, if, if someone goes, ha, ha, yeah, you go, ha, 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 and then you stop talking. <laughs> but I'm so afraid to talk to people. I'm so afraid of that happening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it's true, though. It's
1: kind of doing discovery. And it's the same idea of asking those basic, simple questions in the beginning. You might get that reaction. Well, yeah, I'm responsible for all the marketing campaigns. Speaking of marketing <laughs> campaigns, you know, like or speaking of analytics, that my reports suck. You know, like <laughs> you're you're allowing them to expose their pain. Yeah, which is in turn what you're trying to figure out anyway with good discovery, particularly around what they are do around their job.
0: Yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, and when you can do that, that kind of opening that personal connection. The big piece, honestly, that the big high level takeaway that I got, which is something I'd never thought of before reading through the book, was you can have discovery be a competitive differentiation. Because I like that. Let's pretend you have you've got four or five competitors, and every competitor you've got, let's say they're not great at discovery, and they come in and they're doing the interrogation techniques. It's clear they're just trying to get like lead they're doing all the leading questions. All the things in the book they talk about are are bad things to do. You're not really tying anything back to value. You're you're actually doing more just deal qualification and less discovery. All the things that if you read through the book, all these things are covered in in, more than we can go through today. But then say you come in, you have a good conversation, you care about the person and their responses, you listen to what they have to say, and you build questions based off what they respond to. You don't, you might ask a question about something, and when they say no, you don't continue asking about it. <laughs> right? You, you stop. <laughs> you don't care about that. All right, let's, let's go back. Let's over here. To the, what about this? Like, oh, that one I care about. All right, let's talk about that a little bit. You start to build trust, right? You start to build that relationship. If you're on the customer side of the table, you've had to talk to five different vendors. Four of them interrogated you and didn't listen to you and didn't care what you had to say. The other person engaged in conversation – Really seemed like they liked that they, they were interested, they were curious about learning about your business. Before you've seen any demo, which vendor do you want to go with?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a good point, too. And and it's funny, I want to comment about something popped in my head that you said earlier or pap again and kind of ran around a little bit. I don't want to lose my time. And if you actually take the friendly approach, the easy approach, and you develop a rapport with them, they'll give you more time.
0: Oh, they if will, like you. Oh, that's true. I have taken this approach run out of time and actually been able to say, it doesn't feel like I've gotten everything that I need in order to do a demo. Okay. If we set up more time, they're like, I agree. There's more I need to share with you. Yep. And
1: now you got two discovery sessions to your competitors. One, and you've got more of a personal relationship going into that demo.
0: Absolutely. People want, like, keep in mind, like the, your customer knows that the reason why you're doing discovery is to make it your demo that comes next be relevant. Right. And so if you're, so long as you're not interrogating, the reason why they open up is because it's in their best interest to help you understand their process. They they want to Mm -hmm. understand. They want you to understand their process as much as you want to understand it. And so you're both at the same goal. It's not this, as I was thinking early in my sales career that it's like I have to be sneaky about pulling the information out. And I felt very successful when I get that information. It's like, um, no. <laughs> I'm so sneaky. I'm so, ha-ha. I now know their business and know <laughs> what they're trying to do. Like, <laughs> But you're both shooting for the same goal here. The goal for discovery is very mutually beneficial. They give you the information so that you understand their business better so that you can better help. And provide a solution that's actually going to solve that and so right. when someone knows that you are legitimately just trying to understand, they're willing to give you more time they're willing to um be open and honest you know with you if they feel like you're just trying to check some boxes, they'll tell you whatever they think you need to hear in order to progress to the next stage
1: because yeah, they just want to see the demo and disqualify you they just want to see the demo.
0: <laughs> They just they just, want, they just yeah. want to see the demo, you know. They just
1: that's where they're going to get their questions answered. They think,
0: yeah, yep, exactly. And so if to that, if you're asking questions that they feel like if they answer wrong, you're going to disqualify them. They're going to answer what they think you want to know. And that's actually from the book as well. I love the example of being that he talked about being in a BDR call that was doing their basic qualification. He said, "Okay, is this a budgeted project? Uh, do, are you the decision maker? Uh, is this?" scheduled for this year i mean it was all the different things and the first time uh, peter said he'd answered honestly and said no 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 the person said well i'm sorry you know we can't take the time for you Well, right uh, so the next time he just lied of course yeah budgeted i'm the decision maker (laughs) it's gonna close (laughs) two months from now we want to be live great let's get you a demo (laughs) yep so if 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 you leave the feeling with somebody that they got to answer right to get to the next step they're going to tell you what they think you need to know, which is not doing you or them any favors at all.
1: Yep. And it, it's it's just – yeah, it's just slowing – it's actually hindering your sales process too. <laughs> yeah. And destroying your close rate because uh, if they if the first thing they're going to do is lie to you and you're setting them up to do that, that's not going to be a closed deal. That's not going to be a successful customer. Oh,
0: and think of the wasted time. Oh, glorious. Because now – Glorious wasted time. Now – Not only have you waste the discovery and the upcoming demo, you you've wasted all the prep time you gotta do to get the demo ready. If you're doing like the great demo framework, which this doing discovery book is built off of, you're gonna build your situation slides, you're gonna build your personas, you're gonna build, you know, your you've got a lot of work to do to get ready for this demo that you've been lied to about. (laughs) And
1: and it's funny, I'll I'd like to tell a quick story.
0: About a sales guy,
1: I'll leave this person's name out of it, but this person at the time in the company I had worked for was probably the one or two seller. Oh, wow. Able um, to be successful then? Oh, yeah. Had New York City, had the largest territory. Okay. Had literally four to five times more leads than any other salesperson. Wow. Because they were a they were a BDR initially in their career and they knew how to dial for dollars. And my point is, is that this person did four to five times as much work as the person who just did quality work and made still made less money. And my mm-hmm. point of that is is there were this alternatively, there's another person who had considerably less traffic, but they also had California. They had a good, but they were neck and neck with each other with just a tremendous less amount of volume because that salesperson did good discovery. That salesperson believed in developing relationships. That salesperson was more of taking that caring, caring approach as opposed to another salesperson who was literally turning and burning. Interesting. And cr- cranking through leads. Yeah. To find because eventually you will. It's kind of like the joke if you you know if you throw enough.
0: Mud against the wall, something's gonna stick or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever. Brian's blind squirrel, every blind squirrel finds a nut. There's all those out there, right? Yeah.
1: Right. All those crazy old fashioned sakes apply to this guy. He would just keep throwing as much crap against yeah. the wall until something stuck, and ah, that's a sale, that's a sale,
0: that's a sale. And when you're doing that 60 hours a week, that's an exhausting way to live. Oh. I can't even imagine, but, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Like you don't have to do it this way. Right. You can close deals. And you can be successful by doing discovery in a very – not unorthodox, because I feel like it's the way a lot of people do discovery. But by doing discovery in a way that you're not actually finding out any any good information. Uh, Because occasionally you will find someone, get through the discovery questions – and then find someone where what you were planning to show them happens to match up with what they actually wanted. Right. That and that's will how happen. this guy That won. will certainly yeah. happen. But you'll have to churn through so many more. You will have to just churn through and get a. yeah, it's a lot of activity. It's a lot of activity. That's a, lot that's a
1: that's of activity. That's the reason I know this so well is because I was this person's SC for a little while. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I was like, dude, like can i can i help Uh, can i help with discovery uh, like i'm assuming this was before you knew to kind of insert yourself into the discovery process then
1: yeah this was before i knew a lot and i was like and he was more pushing me just to bang out demos and be a be a true demo jockey oh
0: boy there's the name he said the name yep Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> in the show. Said the
0: name in the show. Said the name of the show in Star the show. Start for me. That's it. That's show. it. It's Final episode. Show. We've come full circle now, right? Sorry. Thanks, everyone. It's been a great show. Have, great, uh,
1: no. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Um, <laughs> I come full circle. <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought, Jack. Yeah. Uh,
0: you were this guy's SC. He was making you into know a oh, demo. Oh, that's drama. right. I was this yeah. guy's
1: SC, and it was horrible. It was so fucking mad. But the California guy, eventually, it was funny, like, I got to a point where that kind of I, – I changed jobs because it was so bad. And I went to a company where I – very much the exact opposite because it was more like the Chris Farley approach where I got a deal. It's so pretty <laughs> and special and, and like, I want to be nice to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so that, yeah, that that Tommy was – Tommy, Tommy Boy,
0: Boy, one of the greatest sales movies ever made. I mean – Oh, my God, yeah. you're in sales, you haven't watched me- Tommy Boy. I mean – does, does the current generation, like, upcoming like BDRs, Tommy Boy has to be outside of what they know. Like, that's, I don't think they even know who Chris Farley is. They probably know David Spade because he's still around, but certainly not from the Chris Farley, David Spade era.
1: Well, I mean, if you watched an Adam Sandler movie, yeah, you really wouldn't know Chris Farley because he wasn't really in many Adam Sandler movies, unfortunately.
0: I mean, but uh, we're talking like people who are in their 20s right now. I don't think they're going to have known Tommy Boy. That's sad. We need to bring Tom. We need to. So if you are a new SE, I'm just going to tell you. Or BDR. Or BDR. Or salesperson. Or SDR. Anyway. New seller. Let's say you're a new seller. If you've not watched the tr- sales training video known as Tommy Boy, uh, I highly endorse it. Um, it. Actually, is an interesting experiment in slice. We could actually do an episode on Tommy Boy if we ever had a bonus episode. We could do talking oh, about that the would sales, of fun. the sales lessons, and uh, through Tommy Boy, there's so many good moments in there. Right, there's so many good moments about about selling, and it's just a fantastic movie. Like I grew up loving that movie. Well before I was ever in sales.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and hey, you know what? I can get a great look at a T-bone by sticking my head up a cow's head. Ass totally messed that <laughs> you, up. But you messed it. I'll take it. Perfect. The... <laughs> it's got to be your bowl. <laughs> I'm gonna put my head up the ass of a cow.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's got to be your
0: bowl. My uh. <laughs>
1: well, well, no, you're not.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh. it's a. But no, you're. Yeah, it's look. You know. We've all had good and bad, but, but I think this it's almost kind of brings up an important point as well. SCs, I've seen lately the importance of getting more involved in discovery yourself. Because I think the traditional mm-hmm. approach has been, the AE does discovery, they give the discovery to the SC, who then goes and does the demo based upon what the AE gathered. And that can sometimes work, but If you have the opportunity to get in on a deal that you think is going to be a potentially good deal, like let's say there was an initial early call that all signs point to this being a good deal, hop in on that discovery. Don't be afraid of it. Like take, (laughs) back to the bull, take the bull by the horns, right? Um, Right. You know, because what you can learn firsthand based upon your knowledge of the product, based upon what they actually might be saying, that kind of tandem AE plus SE... Uh, discovery is really important, I think.
1: And y- you know what? I want to bring it back to the book here for a second in all seriousness because what Jack's saying here is important. But if you're going to do that and you're going to be that bold to a degree, come with a plan yeah. and come with a plan that actually works and is solid and you have confidence in and you can find that plan. And I'm being deadly serious Absolutely. here, folks, because you know I do like to joke around. This is where the plan is. Yeah. I've said this is a textbook, and it is, and it's not this is not Game of Thrones. What this is, though, is a map on how to do a portion of your job very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, all joking aside, I think that's the most important lesson I've learned here is is we're well, Jack and I are talking about the idea of you getting the gumption to go out and get yourself in that sales cycle, having b- be prepared when you step into that meeting. By reading this book, doing the exercises, and building your documentation is what's going to make you successful at it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I will say there is one way that if you did not want to read through a textbook, but you wanted to pick this up and read it more like a regular book, is within the book, you can go through, starting at page one, and just go through and only stop when you get to a sidebar or – uh, one of the sections that says oh yeah yeah example that was pretty neat. or story yeah it's this i have to admit this book is so chock full of stories and examples that i definitely skipped quite a few of them as i was reading through it <laughs> i skipped a few too but i read a good number of them and Peter can write a good anecdote, can write a good story, can relay a good yeah, story. Can. And so a lot of those I felt like were just very beneficial that I could sit through if I didn't want to go through and do the exercises. I just wanted to sit there and read through examples of how it's worked. You could just skim through that as well. So that's, again, just like any textbook, there's lots of ways you can read it. And I think that's an alternate way of doing it. I think you will certainly miss out on some of the, here's the structure of how to get it done, like you were talking about, Adam. But yeah. I feel like you know, if... Depending upon what you're looking for, there's lots of good anecdotes. And also, I will say, this book came out about half a year after the latest update to Great Demo, which is Peter Cohen's other work that has been around for years and years and years.
1: Yeah, that was the first book I ever read. uh, (laughs) Pre-sales. It was one
0: of the first pre-sales books that I read. as well. I don't know if it was the first one. It was one of the first that I read as well. And the nice thing is because... Great Demo had its edition update and then Doing Discovery came out. They were clearly being worked on at the same time. There's a lot of Great Demo buy-ins. And then in the latest version of Great Demo, there's a lot of Doing Discovery tie-ins as well. And so if you haven't read either book, or even if you have, I picked up the latest edition of Great Demo, read through that as well. The two books play off of each other very well because how you do Discovery and how you do a demo go well together. So even though they are yes. not your typical business book read, and more of your textbook read they're still very much worth picking up and i've I found them very beneficial to even go back through uh doing discovery on great demo,
1: oh yeah, and like i said this is this is your I, I mean and I know the tech- i don't mean to use the word textbook as an ugly word here, yeah. but there are different ways to consume information, and I like the 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 direct approach to be frank, like I didn't have to like some books yeah like there's there's great books out there. Just to draw a very, very weird comparison of philosophy, book I'm reading. It's, it's, you you have to a lot of like pull your own out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to pull anything out of this. It's Mm -hmm. put in front
0: of me and it says, This is what you should do because I know this works. Do it this way. Here's your template. Use this template. Yeah.
1: That's, (laughs) and our jobs are hard enough. Yeah. To have to, you know, and it's funny, like even my job right now, I'm helping build something and it's like, boy, half my time in a project believe it or not is spent building the documentation so i can write something down about the damn project <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> you're, you're building the document for the documentation <laughs> right i'm like like okay like and i goes like do you, does it make sense
1: to you why i put this here like yeah okay well, then i'm gonna fill it in now <laughs> i've had meetings like that uh, uh, like,
0: uh, like do you like this <laughs> like, that's funny yeah no yeah. i i definitely recommend picking it up um yeah it's been a fun fun exploration of the book Adam, appreciate it. always enjoy talking to you about this stuff. And oh, always a fun time. Jack. Absolutely. Well, that's it. That's the end of the only Adam and Jack episode of the month. It feels kind of weird. It feels weird saying that. Like, just one. I don't know. I don't feel about this. we got to get back to two. <laughs> got to get yeah, back to yeah, two. Yeah, we do. But next, next week's going to be great. We're actually going to have Peter... Uh, talking to us. I'm really excited for that conversation, as should you be as well. Uh, Adam, there's an idea that we had that I want to bring up. I think it'll be fun. Uh, And if you're interested in this, come and let us know. We'll actually have a poll open about this in our Slack community that if you want to find the link to that, uh, you can go to slack.demojockeys.com or just go to demojockeys.com. We have a link to our Slack right there as well. But we are thinking of opening up the backstage if you want to come join us for when we're doing our live recordings you can join us in chat you can ask us questions we're thinking about doing that if you'd be interested in that come join the slack community we'll have a poll open let us know you're interested i think it would be fun but uh we don't want to we only want to do it if you guys want to do it so you got to let us know yes you're interested (laughs) go to the slack and answer the poll answer the poll absolutely Uh, We also like to mention. We we also like to mention the book that we're doing next next month. We're doing "Stories That Stick" by Kendra Hall. I don't have the book. I oh, I'm failure. Did not prepare for this. No, the book next to me. I can't hold it up. Uh, I I don't have it either. (laughs) It's downstairs right now. Tomorrow morning. It's downstairs right now. I'm in the middle of reading it. uh, But um, it's "Stories That Stick." We'll have the link in the description. So if you want to pick up the book for next month, pick that up. Otherwise. Uh, We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much. See you next episode, folks.